back to the David Glenn Show. Luke Hancock, national champion with the Louisville Cardinals seven years ago. Most outstanding player at that Final Four that year. Now with the ACC Network and ESPN, he's going to drop by in about 30 minutes. We will have more time for your phone calls on the rivalries question of the day. Former Michigan player now working at Ohio State in football on staff for Ryan Day against his former coach, Jim Harbaugh. Olympics slash Team USA question. Dustin Johnson says for the second time in a row, even though he might be eligible, he will not represent Team USA at the Olympics later this year in Tokyo. More of your phone calls on those questions. More on college hoops, too. Duke over State last night, a revenge win for the Blue Devils. Carolina host Wake Forest tonight seeking revenge on the Demon Deacons, who beat them pretty badly in Winston-Salem not too long ago. More of your calls later. Luke Hancock in 30 minutes. Dave Odom joining us shortly here on the David Glenn Show. We'll get to that momentarily. I also have a Meg the Stallion story. Now, you all know that I am not always completely up to speed on rising rappers and hip-hop artists. But Meg the Stallion, who apparently has just blown up her career, even trying to work with Jay-Z's Rock Nation, that's never bad news. She has been working for a company owned by former Major League Baseball player Carl Crawford. So Crawford, pretty good player for a long time in Major League Baseball, started his own entertainment company in his hometown of Houston. One of his early clients was an unknown named Meg the Stallion. Now Meg the Stallion is big time, and now Meg the Stallion is suing Carl Crawford, former baseball player, and his entertainment company. There are life lessons. There are legal lessons. There is free legal advice waiting for you, my listener, on the Meg the Stallion, Carl Crawford story, believe it or not, in today's sports headlines. I will give you that free legal advice later. I will not charge you $1,000 an hour. Dave Odom is a former head coach at Wake Forest and South Carolina and ECU, also beloved by the UVA community, among many others, three-time ACC Coach of the Year, recently honored in Winston-Salem by the Demon Deacons with his ACC championship team of 25 years ago. Coach Odom, welcome back to the David Glenn show how are you wow that's a big introduction man i hope i can live up to that uh, man i didn't even mention uh sec coach of the year with the gamecocks uh two-time acc champion yeah right <laughs> give me the longer you give me the more i'm gonna pile on uh before we dive into your bracket analyst uh role uh just give us a feel coach at this stage of life uh, do you still get moved emotionally by either the sight of your banner being raised into the rafters at the, the Joel uh, or even seeing all of your former players, Tim Duncan and, of course, Randolph Childress and so many others coming back for your big event uh, for your team and for you individually uh, a short while ago? Well, David, uh, first of all, the, the, the university stood tall uh, those two days, not, not for me so much, but for the fans who have, you know, it, it kind of, let's face it, they've suffered hard for the last 10 years. Yes. They really have. And it was really the, the end result of what happened on that Wednesday night was with me standing in the middle talking to the crowd, I realized it was really, really nice to look in the Joel Coliseum at faces that I've known for 30 years and see them laughing and smiling and sharing again. And that's really what that night was about. I mean, yeah, my name was on it, and I, and I certainly appreciate that. But uh, really, it was a night to share memories. 
things that can never, you know, time can never take away those kind of things. And then to see our players come back and act as if they they, they had been gone a month yeah. and, and not uh, not ten years, or fifteen years, or thirty years, whatever. You know, to, to, I told Tim Tim Duncan, I said, you know, Timmy, uh, I've I've been proud of you all my coaching days and all your playing days, but tonight it's a special night and. He said, why is that, Cody? I said, well, because you have taken time to sign every single autograph from every little kid yeah. that wanted it. And for every little old lady that walked up and wanted a hug, you gave them that, too. Mm. I mean, it was just a, it was a special night for that. And then one other thing, then we'll dive into whatever you want. Um, yes, Randolph and Porter, no question, he's still here. But the guy that really turned people's uh, face into tears was Rodney Rogers. Rodney Rodney was here in his wheelchair. He made a a Trojan effort to get here. He really mm. did. Have I got time for one? Yeah, absolutely. Story? Go ahead, Coach. This this is something you may have heard it, but I'll bet you your listeners have not. Um, there's a good friend of mine here, uh, Jody Puckett, who really has kept in touch with Rodney more than I have. And when I heard that uh, when we worked out. Rodney was coming back. I said to Jody, I said, Jody, would you look after him? He's got his two nurses with him, yeah. but you look after him. He said, yeah, we'll do that. And I, and we asked Rodney where he wanted to, to watch the game. And he said, right there at the huddle, right there at the tunnel where the players come out, right at the base of the inline. So they put him there, and, and uh, they get ready to sing the national anthem, play the national anthem. And uh, Rodney... Uh, his, his body doesn't know it because he can't feel it, but the, the nurses know how to check it. He's got, he, he, his body gets really cold in situations like that. So they put one of these blankets on him uh, to keep him warm, and they put his toboggan on to keep his, the, the uh, heat in his body because, you know, you lose heat through your head. And when they got ready to play the national anthem, uh, Rodney said to his nurse, turn me around so I can see the flag. Mm. So they turn him around, and so that he's now facing the flag, which is behind, which was behind him, and up in the corner rafters, uh, where everybody was standing, teams, everybody standing and looking at that. And at the very last moment, and Jody heard this. If I'd have been there, I'd have broke down. Uh, uh, Rodney said to Joe, the the um, male nurse, Joe. Take my cap off. Mm. <laughs> now, come on, David. Yeah, I know. I know, man. You, I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> that's a guy who I don't know how long he's got. Uh, he, he's been there more than nine years now. But I mean, we got we got jerks in in society who insist on wearing their caps backwards and sideways, and won't take it off, and don't you know they make cat calls at the United States and. Here's a guy who owes us nothing and gives us everything. I mean, it was an amazing thing. Take my cap off. He he wanted to do it the right way. I'm proud of him, buddy. I'll tell you that. Well, you know, now Coach, it's, yours, it's funny. You know, as much as we love your basketball expertise, you know, I, I think I've told you before, I, I love your – observations just about people because my favorite thing about sports is people and the people angles in sports so let me follow up with with kind of a philosophical question you can run in any direction that you like with it I know Tim Duncan well enough 
uh, as he was being honored as well, guy went through a brutal divorce. And 99% of that never comes into the public forum. And we just know him as this elite player, an elite player for the Spurs, and trying out coaching, as you have shared with us, uh, with, in his case, with San Antonio as well. Uh, I think most people know Rodney Rogers had that dirt bike accident. You know, this is a guy spending his life in a wheelchair. I mean, he had a, a beloved brother who spent like a decade in prison. Uh, and I know you would describe your Wake Forest time as, as overwhelmingly happy. Uh, but even in your case, you know, you left under tricky circumstances in 2001. You got that job at South Carolina while some were calling for your departure. It's just a reminder to me that, you know, you guys lean on each other through adversity in different ways. And uh, it, most people would think of your life as just perfect or Tim Duncan's life as perfect. Uh, Rodney's a little different because it's, it's a visual thing where we can see his struggles. Uh, but I, I imagine when all of these people come together in their 40s or, in your case, in your 70s, you know, there's a lot of life going on there beyond all the good news that we get to see from the outside. Well, I mean, you know, when you think, when you think you've got all the problems in the world uh, inside your house on you, <laughs> yeah. you'd only go next door and knock and say, how are you doing? Because yeah. they'll tell you. <laughs> I mean, we've all got our own struggles. We've got uh, life struggles, and you know, we, you know, as a family, uh, you got to pull together. Some people don't have family, and they have to go to outside agencies yeah. to get them, uh, uh, you know, get them going. Uh, the one thing my my good mother, Eastern North Carolina, she used to tell me, "Good Lord, don't put anything more on any one individual than they can handle." Um, and if you'll just keep believing that, uh, you know, you'll turn the corner. And, uh, you know, in, in Rodney's case, uh, he's outlived the norm Yeah. Uh, in his situation. He's outlived them. Uh, and I don't know how much time uh, he's got or Tim or me or uh, yeah. off anybody. You just don't know. But he's not worried about that. He's living life to the fullest. In Tim's situation, the only thing I'll tell you about that divorce that he had uh, when it when it was finalized, uh, and some of the details went out, and I didn't, I don't right. really want to know all that. Uh, he 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 told me confidentially. He said, "Coach, it's the toughest period of my life I've ever been through, yeah. and that includes my parents' death." Mm. So it it tells you uh, how you know it, it it just things like that are just spread among all of us, and uh, you know we're 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 going right now. Uh, this coronavirus thing has got everybody's eyes, you know, cast yeah. that right now. Uh, we wake up today, 4 o'clock in the morning, her, a tornado comes through Nashville and takes half of East Nashville away. Right. 22 people, last count, dead. They went to sleep thinking everything was going to be fine. Life has its turn, but I'll tell you, life is also very good. And we just got to lean on each other and keep going. Basketball has been great to me. But it's, uh, it's been great to a lot of people. And, uh, you know, when you're going through losing streaks or whatever, um, you know, there's, there's a silver lining somewhere. You just got to keep grinding. Well put. Dave Odom joining us on the David Glenn Show. Just in the last 24 hours, by the way, the NBA uh, shared some directives with their own players about 
Uh, fist bumps being better than handshakes right now because of the coronavirus. Autograph requests, you know, bring your own Sharpie instead of taking 10 different Sharpies from 10 different people that have their germs all over it. Uh, so it's a serious thing, even in the sports headlines, as the NCAA apparently is planning for possible contingencies in contingencies since uh, obviously it's the largest American sporting event uh, since the outbreak. 14 different U.S. cities over those three weeks of the big bracket uh, awaiting us as basketball fans. Dave Odom is joining us on the David Glenn Show. Uh, it's not as serious as some of those other life issues, Coach, but since I described you know, that the details to a degree of, of 2001, you are this universally beloved guy. Wake loves you. The fans love you. The players love you. And, and South Carolina it just was the right time for you to move on. Can you remind us how stuff works with the Danny Manning situation? I know you're not going to call for anybody's job or anything like that. But, oh, no. But I was told a year ago that if the right person had signed the right check, Danny Manning might have been bought out 12 months ago. And this is five losing seasons in his six years there. Uh, can you just remind us how stuff works in that corner of the world with a relatively new athletic director, big money boosters, but also, you know, five losing seasons in six years often does get a coach shown the door. Well, uh, you know, things, uh, uh, they're hard to explain. And every situation, as you know, David, every situation is different. I mean, um, some people get larger than life after they die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you when you're in a situation where things are not going well, uh, whether it's at Wake Forest or someplace else, um, you know you've got to do what you got to you got to do what Rodney Rogers does. You just live every day as it comes, and you live it uh, to the fullest. Um, as it relates, uh, I you know I have I happen to be uh, somebody. I you know I see Wake Forest play home games when I'm in town, and I go to their practices uh, once a week, twice. Uh, a month, uh, not a lot, but enough to see there, there's some good things happening there. Um, they've got a really good nucleus right now. Uh, the only senior that they, they're going to lose of consequence is Brandon Childers. And, um, uh, well, actually, the, the, uh, the kid Adrian White yeah. uh, also. Uh, but beyond that, they've got a good nucleus coming back. The key is going to be can you hang on to them? I mean, SAR right now arguably is uh, one of the two or three best centers in the league right now. Yeah. I mean, he didn't start the season that way, but, uh, man, he's, he's, he's on fire right now. Um, I actually talked to Mike Bray this morning. He said, we had no answer for it. Right. <laughs> they didn't either. So, uh, uh, I think there's a couple other kids on that team that are really good. They've got the kid that, um, from Pennsylvania that came in, never played a day this year because he tore his, uh, Achilles. Uh, he's um, he's about six nine, about two sixty. I see him every time I go to practice. Um, he still is yet to, to take a shot. He, you know, still recuperating. But he's going. There's a good nucleus there. Now, whether that translates to they're going to give Danny another year or two or not, I don't know that. Yeah. Uh, and I don't. I don't, I wouldn't tell it if I did. Uh, but I do know there's a good nucleus there, and I know Danny's working extremely hard. His staff's working extremely hard. No. Hope things work out. I, I I happen to be one that does not believe there are going to be many openings this year around the country. Hmm. When you go to each league, I mean, you tell me who's going to get, who, who's going to be gone in the SEC. 
I don't know if anybody will be. In the ACC, uh, the first names that come up are Jim Christian at Boston College, Josh Pastner at Georgia Tech, and Danny at Wake. Not that they're all yeah. gone, but they're all being discussed. Yeah, yeah, well, that, 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 that's right. I don't think there's anybody that's, you know, just definitely going to be gone. But the SEC, I don't know if there's anybody. I don't think in the Big 12 there'll be anybody. I don't think there'll be anybody in the Pac-12. I mean, there, there are 10 schools there. They're all solid. Do you follow that carousel, Coach, because you're the dad of a promising young coach? Is that one of the reasons you follow job vacancy? No, it has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with that. I, if anybody wants in, they know where to find it. It has nothing to do with that. But uh, Big Ten, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see anything happening there. I just don't. So whatever the job openings are going to be, I think would be at uh, maybe the mid-major level. I mean, if there's a flurry of them, it'll be at that level. It won't be at the high-major level, which, uh, you know, sometimes the trickle-down begins. I may, You may call me back in three weeks and tell yeah, me. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I don't know. We'll see. Hey, Dave Odom, of course, is the, the father of Ryan Odom, the head coach at UMBC, who, among other things, helped pull off that ultimate 16-over-1 seed shocker against the University of Virginia. Last thing for you, Coach, since your old school wake is taking on Carolina and it's 13-15 and 15 wake visiting 12-17 and 17 Carolina. I mean, I, I've known you long enough that you were taking one of the highest-seeded teams into the ACC tournament. Uh, you had some more middling teams that you took there as well. What's the message to these young guys – who know their only avenue to the NCAA tournament is a long shot, the automatic bid in Greensboro next week. Uh, but yet you always have pride to play for. You always have each other to play for. How do those conversations go? Because it's a lot less fun than some of the things that Duke or Florida State or Louisville or Virginia are fighting for right now. Well, um, you, you can call it pressure if you want. I, I, don't, I don't call it pressure. I mean, that first game, those Tuesday games are all games to find out what kind of team we've got. I mean, and, and, and it's just one of those things where I, I wouldn't think that any of the coaches, there are six coaches there, I don't think any of them would say to their team, all right, we've we got to win this one because we've got to get to the NCAA tournament. Uh, and in order to get there, we're going to have to win four games here. And uh, I don't think any of them will do it that way. I think it's the, the first game is, you know, it's a test of, you know, can you stick to it? Can you just hang in there? Can you play the – uh, possession each each possession as it comes and if we can get by this first one then we'll start talking about who we play and how we play them and it 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 it's it, um you know when you think back in the history of basketball tournaments uh the one that comes to mind first of all is the university of connecticut they played five games up in yeah. the garden and not only did they play five there they went into the ncaa tournament and, and won that darn thing i mean uh, that was it's not lost on me that they also won the Maui tournament that year. Right. Maui Magic rings yes. again. Yes, sir. And I think in the ACC, and David, you know better than me, didn't didn't Herb Sendak coach one of his teams all the way to the finals yep. only to lose coming off that, uh, yes. that first game like we we're talking about? I think that's the only one that's happened in the ACC. So it happens uh, it just, just as surely as one beat 16. Back two years ago, things happen, and that's the reason we played the tournament. It will be, uh, it'll be a, a great tournament. Uh, Greensboro is the best place for it. It's back home. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I'll see three days, and then I got to get on a plane and go out to Indianapolis and. 
be part of the N- NIT selection committee, so I'll miss the Friday, Saturday, but uh, uh, I look forward to it. His name is Dave Odom, all-around good guy, recent man of the hour in Winston-Salem, always a good friend of the program, three-time ACC Coach of the Year. We'll have you back during the big bracket, Coach, as an analyst, but as always, thanks for uh, the stroll down memory lane here on the David Glenn Show. Thank you, buddy. You're always good about including me, and uh, I love your show. Always will, man. Always will. As long as he's answering, we're calling Dave Odom. Right back at you, my friend. Luke Hancock is going to join us later this hour. He has been there, done that when it comes to the Final Four with the 2013 Louisville National Champions. Luke was the Final Four most outstanding player for Rick Pitino's team that year. Now with ESPN and the ACC Network as a College Hoops analyst, Luke joins us later this hour. Time for your calls in between. 1-800-849-2761. I'm serious about the NBA putting out a directive based on the coronavirus. The NCAA uh, and its COO, Donald Remy, telling Bloomberg News yesterday that possible contingencies for March Madness includes include games in arenas without fans. Now, that is not a likelihood. That is unlikely. But some of these things are unpredictable. The largest American sporting event since the arrival of the coronavirus will be the 14 U.S. cities three-week-long event we call the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. Too early to panic, of course. Just gather information best you can from trustworthy resources. That means actual doctors and actual scientists. Everybody else needs to get the heck out of the way, politicians and Included, who don't know what they're talking about. Lean on the experts. Do the best you can. The NBA and the NCAA are doing that as we speak when it comes to the coronavirus. Luke Hancock later. More of your calls, Team USA, and rivalry questions of the day are floating. You can be next by dialing 1-800-849-2761. Duke got revenge on State last night. Carolina seeks revenge on Wake Forest tonight. More college basketball from my perspective and yours as we welcome your calls. 1-800-849-2761 on the David Glenn Show. Kurt Busch is joining us, 38-year-old champion of the Daytona 500. Well, I went out with Gronk last night after uh, after we won the race. Did you really? Also, it was fun. Got about an hour's sleep. I asked him, I go, hey, when do you have to report to training camp? He goes, July. I said, well, we can't be friends because i got to <laughs> go back to racing. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Appreciate Dave Odom for dropping by. David Shoemate, voice of the Duke Blue Devils. Got to have a lot of March Madness, right? How about one more? How about a guy who was the most outstanding player at the Final Four seven years ago as his Louisville Cardinals were cutting down the nets as national champions? Nowadays, he works with ESPN and the ACC Network. Players and coaches are thinking about regular season finales. Greensboro in the ACC tournament next week. The big bracket for four or five ACC teams and many others after that. In the media, we do have to cast ballots for my national player of the year, ACC player and coach of the year. I'm getting my wheels turning on more of those things. And Luke Hancock is paid to discuss these and many other things in college hoops. Luke, welcome back to the David Glenn Show, man. How are you? 
I'm doing great, man. It's almost the uh, best time of the year as we get here ready for March Madness. Amen. There's no doubt about it. Since you wore a uniform at Louisville and ended up as a national champion, get, take us into a locker room. I imagine, you know, there's not nearly as much talk about like, hey, let's win a regular season ACC title rather than, you know, let's just beat the team in front of us. And, of course, I guess every basketball player dreams of uh, hearing that music play while maybe you've seen yourself on video while that famous music is playing March Madness style. Yeah, I do agree that most teams will just try and take it one game at a time, but you're so close to the finish here. I think it is a little bit more big picture than that. If you're a team that can kind of reach for a regular season ACC championship, you're kind of thinking about how you're, uh, you're preparing yourself for the ACC tournament and ultimately – what type of seed or how far you can get uh, in terms of your uh, placement for the NCAA tournament. This time of year, man, it is as hard as it ever is to take it one game at a time. And I think you see kind of the craziness of college basketball all year. If teams don't kind of take care of business, what's first in front of them, I think that's when those upsets happen and, and we see more craziness. If we had you on, let's say, on a rotating every two-week basis, and we may actually do that, come to think of it, your power rankings probably would change, right? You know, when Louisville was losing back-to-back to Clemson and Georgia Tech, or, or recently, you know, Florida State loses at Clemson uh, and has stumbled in some other games. The Blue Devils lost three out of four prior to beating NC State last night, and yet Virginia has been on a roll. Have you recalibrated? Is your is your pecking order different right now with the ACC tournament one week away? You know, what would that top four look like in order for you, or are all they just shades of gray and, and nobody really stands out for its caliber of play? Ooh, um, it has been crazy, and if you came on every two weeks, man, you're, you would be a totally different person every time you came on. Right. Louisville during that game win streak, I felt like they were one of the best teams in the entire country. They have a really rough week. I think Duke started to pick it up. They go through their struggles. And then I was all in on Florida State. And now Florida State loses to Clemson at home, which all of the top three have done. And I think the big conversation is is it's not a top three right now in the ACC for me. It's a top four. Yeah. Tony Bennett has done a fantastic job, a fantastic job of getting Virginia ready to go. And I think it's more on the offensive end because those guys play an incredible brand of defense. Man, they get after it. Uh, what they did to Duke in terms of the way they tried to at least slow down Vernon Carey, going, showing doubles, not letting them put the ball on the deck, no deep post position. They made every pass out tough. The only guys that played, I thought, okay in that game were Trey Jones and Vernon Carey, and they got no help from anybody else. Uh, I think Virginia is playing really, really well. If I had to put my money on a team to win the ACC tournament right now, if I had to lay down some shekels, I would probably take – uh, Florida State, I think that they're one of the deepest teams in the entire yeah. country. They've got long, really athletic guards that can guard multiple positions. When they when they switch one through four, there's really no mismatches. There's no you know down uh, defender, and and that's a very unique thing. In, in even in the ACC, but across college basketball, to be able to play that many positions with that many different guys with the same level of defensive intensity. If I had to bet it. I would say Florida State, but right now, man, an ACC championship tournament is just wide open.
Luke Hancock is joining us from ESPN and the ACC Network, former Louisville sharpshooter and 2013 Final Four MOP. UVA has won six straight. The Cavaliers have won nine out of ten. Heck, some were wondering, as you know, were the Cavaliers going to be like a, that Kentucky team or that Carolina team where the year after winning it all, they didn't make the NCAA tournament at all. You know, those worries are over. But Tony Bennett has gone from bubble to will he win another ACC Coach of the Year award? He's actually won four of the last six ACC Coach of the Year awards. Uh, some are calling Leonard Hamilton of Florida State the guy. Uh, remember way back, you know, Mike Young of Virginia Tech was so strong so quickly and such a surprise. Uh, but he has fallen back into the pack with the Hokies. Is there a clear-cut ACC Coach of the Year uh, as you contemplate, you know, player of the year, coach of the year, and those other end-of-season honors? I don't know if there's a clear-cut answer, but I think the race has been defined a little bit. When I think about who's uh, ACC Coach of the Year this year, it's a two-man race. I think Leonard Hamilton in Florida State and Tony Bennett at Virginia, what he's been able to put together after their early struggles are really incredible. And I do want to give the nod, like you said, to Mike Young, them beating uh, Michigan State early on this year. I really thought they were going to really overachieve, but having one of the youngest teams in the country, I think they, they have started to take their lumps in the ACC, obviously. Uh, but what, what Tony Bennett's done, I, I mean, you, you said it best. He was on the bubble. There was a lot of question marks with this team. And as the offense has picked up, this team looks dramatically better. I don't know if you get the Jay Huff performance where he's one rebound away from a triple-double and has 10 block shots, a la Ralph Sampson, who was courtside, the way he did against Duke. I don't know if Jay Huff does that again, but if they can get contributions, just contributions from guys like Jay Huff, Tomas Walden Tensai, and Casey Morsell, they're a much better basketball team. You know, they, they played fantastic coming to Louisville. They scored 73 points in a loss to Louisville, but I thought they could not have played much better than that. And they may not play much better than that all year, but if they score 73 uh, points, and they play a JPJ in Charlottesville, their senior night last game of the season, Louisville's not going to win that game, and Virginia's going to be one where people are looking around like, man, these guys are not going to be a nine seed. They're going to be a four seed in this tournament. And, yeah, they got a great chance to win an ACC tournament title. Luke Hancock is joining us on the David Glenn Show. I'm going to give you a quick shout-out because nine out of ten former athletes that I have interviewed would never correctly pronounce Tomas Woldetensai. I mean, you know Luke Hancock has made the conversion because it's not Thomas, it's Tomas. It's not Walden Tensei, it's Walden Tensei. And Hancock nailed it, man. So you're taking this broadcasting thing seriously even though you make the big bucks as a money manager. Well, this, this week in the market has been a brutal one. So <laughs> right. Basketball right now. Uh, I have, and I've, I've enjoyed the, uh, the ACC network very much. It's me... Uh, very close to basketball, and I grew up in the heart of ACC country, so these are the teams that I've, I've really loved following since I was little, and it's, it's been a ton of fun this year. I love it. I, I often call coaches that I trust when I cast my ballot for whatever, coach of the year, player of the year. I'll call you know other media members, but I also like to pick the brains of former players. Again, you've been there, done that. Jay Billis and I recently talked about all, first team all ACC. So you, you, I think you and I agree, Leonard Hamilton and Tony Bennett, the top two candidates for ACC Coach of the Year. And we could praise a bunch of others, but they're the top two candidates. We'll see how the rest of this week goes. Uh, Jay and I are in agreement 
that four guys are going to make first team all ACC. Vernon Carey of Duke, Trey Jones of Duke, Jordan Wara of Louisville, Devin Vassell of Florida State. Uh, are you okay with those four? Uh, and beyond that, you know, who's number five as, you know, John Mooney of Notre Dame and Elijah Hughes of Syracuse and Mamadi Diakite of Virginia, you know, and, and others are at least good candidates. Yeah, I, I actually really like those four. Uh, those, those would be the front runners for me. Uh, I've been pleading all year that a guy like John Mooney needs some more, uh, more credit. Um, what he's doing in terms of double-doubles this year and how he's just been a consistent inside-outside rebounding threat has been really, really impressive to me. Um, I really like Elijah Hughes. I know he's, he's kind of been back and forth with him and Jordan Wara as far as leading the conference in scoring. I think he's got a really smooth game. I love that he's transferred in and, and raised his game over the years. But if, if I had to choose one spot, I'm probably choosing John Mooney for that last spot as far as all ACC. Um, but you can't take anything away from, from any of the guys you mentioned. Elijah Hughes, Mamadi Diakite, uh, the turnaround for Virginia, I mean, he's he's such a big piece of that, him, him and Kihei Clark. But um, I, th I think what John Mooney's done in, in terms of double-doubles sets him apart. I know the team's success hasn't been what he expected this year, and they're one of those teams you can get excited about Notre Dame, them playing well for a couple games, and then they turn around and lose to a bottom-four team in a the league. They just shouldn't. Uh, their record was, was starting to get compelling to get in the tournament conversation, and uh, over the last couple, I, I have uh, I've lost faith in the Irish. But I will say this: that game in Tallahassee against Notre Dame and Florida State was as tight as it could possibly possibly yeah. be. John Mooney had a shot at the buzzer, uh, or, or right near the end of the game, then a kickout three that they missed, which it was an 84-85 game. Could not have been any closer. So going to uh, Notre Dame, I know very well crazy things can happen. The last time I was in South Bend probably going to be my last time in South Bend. That was the five-overtime game that we lost, our last loss of the uh, of the season on the way to winning a national championship that year. But I know crazy things can happen in South Bend. I'm telling you, I, I know Florida State on paper should blow those guys out, but it's going to be a really good game this week, Florida State-Notre Dame. And uh, John Mooney, if he wants to be on that all-ACC team, that would be a prime-time game for him to go ahead and show out. Last thing for Luke Hancock, you can follow him on Twitter at Luke Skywalker with that's with an A and then the number eleven at Luke Skywalker eleven uh, from the ACC Network and ESPN. We all know those top four are going to be dancing in the big bracket. NC State is lingering as this possible number five, and, and others are still dreaming, of course. Wolfpack loses at Duke. No embarrassment there last night, and they that went over the Devils by twenty-two is still a big part of the Pack's resume. I'm looking at it this way, Luke, and I want your feedback as we let you go. If State wins its next three games, which means taking care of business against Wake later this week, then beating a bottom-tier team on Wednesday next week in Greensboro at the ACC tournament, and then your next game, of course, would be against one of those top four seeds. If you won that to go with wins over Duke and Wisconsin and at UVA and at Syracuse and at UNC Greensboro and over Notre Dame and over Clemson and some others – it, I know other teams matter. Nobody, nobody's resume is looked at as in a vacuum. But it would feel like Kevin Keats would be moving to the right side of the bubble if he wins his next three games. What do you think? I like that. I think three games is it, though. I don't think getting this uh, Wake Forest win and whoever they end up playing in the first round of the ACC tournament will get it done. Yeah. I don't think their resume is quite there. But um, if it lines up the way I think it will, 
NC State is probably your fifth team, uh, which means you're going to play uh, Virginia, if, if my memory is correct. Uh, you said it. NC State went in and beat UVA at UVA. They're a team that can obviously get it done. If they are to beat UVA, giving them their first loss in a long time, and UVA, as much as it pains me to say, takes care of business last game of the season against Louisville, they're going to knock out one of the hottest teams in the country. That third win, I think, gets them in the tournament. Luke Hancock, ACC Network and ESPN at Luke Skywalker 11. Thanks for the time, as always, man. We'll see you in Greensboro next week. Anytime. I'll see you soon. Headed to the Carolinas here soon. Outstanding. The former Louisville sharpshooter calling hoops now for ACC Network and ESPN. Last call for phone calls is on the other side. March Madness, Spike Lee and other NBA, coronavirus plans for the NBA and the NCAA and many others. We have tragedy in our backyard here in the sports world over the last 24 hours. We've got a Team USA question, a rivalry question of the day. Meg the Stallion and former baseball player Carl Crawford are in a legal stare down and showdown. Happy Super Tuesday from us to you. Cast your vote if you have a chance today. We're coming back to a last round of phone calls with your help next on The David Glenn Show. Rob Schneider joining us on The David Glenn Show. When they try to have three days of the NFL draft on TV, my friends said, hey, you going to watch the NFL draft? That's like getting excited about a strip club that's still under construction. <laughs> like you see that building over there in a couple of months? There's going to be some breasts in there. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Herb and Durham will be part of our last call for phone calls. He wants in on the rivalry question. Are you okay with someone who plays for perhaps your favorite school but takes a coaching job with your arch enemy? That has actually happened in the college sports world in the last 24 hours. We've had some other great blasts from the past phone calls from listeners today along similar lines, but former Michigan football captain Joe Bolden who actually played for Jim Harbaugh with the Wolverines, is now an employee of Ryan Day and the Ohio State football Buckeyes. A Michigan man is working for the Bucks. Herb and Durham has another example from our backyard. There are not many. At the pro level, people will say it's a business. At the college level, folks, you don't see too many people, basketball or football, working their way up the coaching ladder by stopping at the school that their classmates has, hate the most. It, it has happened, and we've had some great phone calls along those lines today, but it is a true rarity. Joe Bolden, I assume there were no vacancies on the Michigan coaching staff under Jim Harbaugh. He's working for Ryan Day. And the Buckeyes game planning to beat his own school, the Michigan Wolverines, a Michigan man working for Ohio State. As we go to Herb, quick reminder, the coronavirus headlines are real. Don't panic. Don't listen to the extremists at either end of the spectrum. There are nut jobs at both ends of the political spectrum saying completely ridiculous, unhelpful, paranoid conspiracy theory type things. Listen to the doctors and the scientists and all 
con artists and pathological liars and other politicians just need to get the heck out of the way. Blazers star C.J. McCollum of the NBA has temporarily stopped signing autographs. It is true that the NBA put out a directive to its players. If you're going to keep signing, bring your own Sharpie. That way you're not exchanging germs with dozens and dozens of people every single day as we're all being encouraged to do the basics. Wash your hands. If you don't wash them long enough under warm water to finish the happy birthday song, seriously, that's one way to remember it, you haven't washed them long enough. That's how to minimize the risk of you contracting the coronavirus or any other things for that matter. The NCAA, meanwhile, as the NBA is giving directives about bump, fist bumps instead of handshakes and smartest way to handle autographs and interaction with fans, the NCAA is actually planning possible contingencies that would include games in arenas without fans. Unlikely again, but possible. They're making plans just in case. That's what smart people do, even if it's a small chance that this thing gets so bad. It's only two weeks from now, remember, that the first four games are played in Dayton, Ohio. So the largest American sporting event to happen since the coronavirus reached our country is the NCAA basketball tournament. There are 14 cities involved. It is a three-week event, and it is only two weeks away. That 68-team bracket does launch two weeks from today with those two final four games in Dayton, Ohio. NCAA Chief Operating Officer Donald Remy told Bloomberg News yesterday that it is an unlikely eventuality, but there's a possibility that games could be played in arenas without any fans in attendance. No worries for now, but that is the break glass in case of emergency scenario. That's all it is. Don't panic. That's just the reality of the situation, as the scientists and the doctors tell us, not anybody else. Herb and Durham, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hello, David. I hope you're well. Doing great. I had to call when you all called me out for having a landline. In fact, I have two. <laughs> but, but I also have five. We still love you, Herb. It's okay. I have five cell lines. But the reason I thought of this person was because I'm an old guy with landlines. Uh, in fact, <laughs> I, have, I have my grandparents' rotary dial phone hooked up to another landline. Wow. Real quick, Who's the Wake Forest, Wake Forest angle, and you know this. Uh, Bones McKinney, back in my day, played for North Carolina State, left North Carolina State, I think went to the military, came back, played for North Carolina Tar Heels, and then, most famously for a lot of people, yes. coached at Wake Forest. That is a trifecta. I'm out of time, but thank you, Herb. Rotary line, wall phone, landline, and otherwise. Thanks for listening and contributing. Final thoughts and TV picks next. Background of the University of North Carolina. We got to win now. Let's don't start looking at rebuilding. Let's don't talk about how bad we are. Let's don't talk about we're not better than anybody. Let's figure out how to win. And that's what we've done. And, and the coastal, because it's been up in the air every year, why shouldn't we have a chance? Keep it dialed in to the David Glenn Show.
We are coming down the stretch on today's program. And down the stretch they come. Thanks to David Shumate of Duke, Dave Odom, the legendary coach, Luke Hancock of the ACC Network, TV Picks, Wake at Carolina, 7 o'clock, ACC Network, Spurs, Hornets in Charlotte, Nets, Celtics, Sixers, Lakers, TNT doubleheader, hockey and other college hoops too. Enjoy the games. We'll see you tomorrow on the David Glenn Show. Mr. President, Barack Obama, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people in North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show.